Robert Downey Jr. He's gone from spending time in prison and being unemployed, broke and alone to being one of the highest paid actors of all time. Robert Downey Jr. is living testament to what is possible once you sober up. And it all started, believe it or not, after a lousy hamburger. I'm going to tell you all about it, including who was the one person who inspired Downey to kick his addiction in this video today. So make sure to stay tuned. And guys, just before we get into the video, if you want my personal help stopping drinking without AA, without willpower, without rehabs, and you want to do it using first principles thinking and coaching where we focus on the future instead of the past, then make sure to click the link in the description. There'll be a short video to watch that explains the program and the method and how I help people. And then you can actually book a call with me and we can see if this program may be a good idea for you. So click the link in the description for more details on that. So nowadays, Robert Downey Jr. is easily one of the biggest Hollywood stars, certainly amongst the highest paid ones. Just for his role in the 2018 Avengers Infinity Wars, he ended up earning around $75 million. In one interview, he mentioned that production studios view his salary not as an actor's compensation, but as a strategic cost. His net worth today stands at a whopping $300 million. This puts him ahead of the likes of Bruce Willis, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Harrison Ford. It's pretty impressive considering he had to come back from the brink of unemployment and bankruptcy, which I'll come to shortly. Now, Downey Jr. comes from an acting family and started acting himself when he was only five. If you're into your 80s movies, then you probably remember him from films like Weird Science or The Pickup Artist. In 1992, his performance in Chaplin earned him an Academy Award nomination for Best Actor, and the sky appeared to be the limit for this young actor. This all started to fall apart in 1996 when he had his first of several run-ins with the law. In June of that year, he was arrested for felony possession of cocaine and heroin after the cops searched his car on a speeding violation. They also found a loaded gun in the car. The next month, the police arrested him again after he bizarrely slipped into a neighbor's house and passed out in the bedroom. He was arrested yet again the next month and sentenced to three years probation after pleading no contest. He eventually spent four months in county jail in 19. 98. The following year, after missing multiple drug tests as part of his probation, his luck finally ran out and he was sentenced to three years in prison. In sentencing him, the judge said, I don't think we have any alternatives. We have used them all. After time already served and allowances for good behavior, he ended up serving only a year in Corcoran State Prison. Whilst in prison, he worked five days a week in the canteen. His eight cents an hour job included doling out food, washing dishes, and scraping pans. Now, when he got out, he went straight back to acting, this time in the television series Ali McBeal. But by that point, he admits he hated acting and he just wanted to go through the motions. Along with acting, Downey also went straight back to drinking and doing drugs. Finding the drugs wasn't that difficult, as he had stashed away a handsome supply before getting locked up. Over the next few months, he was arrested again for possession and other violations on multiple occasions. And indeed, he was very lucky to escape a new prison sentence. The only reason was the passing in California of Proposition 36 in the year 2000. With Proposition 36, non-violent drug offenders would spend their time in drug treatment programs rather than prison. By that time, however, Hollywood had had enough. After yet another drug-related arrest in July 2001, the producers of Ali McBeal quickly fired Downey and rewrote the script to the remaining episodes. At this point, his wife had also had enough. She left him, taking their only son with him. Now, just to make matters worse, 
Downey had unpaid taxes and he was on the brink of bankruptcy. His prospects of sorting out his finances were also bleak. Not only did Hollywood not trust him anymore, but his insurance premiums to work on a movie were now prohibitively high. His acting days appeared to be over and he was the poster boy for wasted potential. Now we will get to the story about Downey's recovery shortly, but first I want to take a closer look at how he developed his addiction in the first place. Unsurprisingly, his parents also had addiction issues and Downey grew up in an environment where alcohol and illicit substances were rife. Believe it or not, his father actually allowed him to try cannabis when he was just eight years old. This was obviously in the form of a joke, but was something that his dad would come to regret bitterly over the years. In Downey Jr's words, there was always a lot of pot and coke around. When my dad and I would do drugs together, it was like him trying to express his love for me in the only way that he knew how. He talks about being regularly drunk as a child and teenager, also making thousands of phone calls to score some drugs. Now, in 1987, he played the role of a junkie in the film Less Than Zero. His character's addiction spirals out of control, leading to debts, being disowned from his wealthy family, and eventually death. Ironically, that film accelerated his own addiction problems. Several years later, Downey would describe his time on the set of that film, quote, until that movie, I took my drugs after work and on the weekends. Maybe I'd turn up hungover on the set, but no more than the stuntman. That changed on less than zero. I was playing this junkie, and for me, the role was like the ghost of Christmas Future. The character was an exaggeration of myself, then things changed, and in some ways, I became an exaggeration of the character. In 1993, after getting married for the first time, Downey promised his wife that he would clean up, but that only lasted a year. By 1995, he had switched from cocaine to heroin and was drinking more than ever. Excluding his time behind bars, his drinking and drug habits would go on for the next eight years. So we come finally to 2003, where Downey would turn his life around forever. That same year, on the set of the movie Gothica, he would meet his future wife, Susan Levin. Susan gave him an ultimatum, sober up or say goodbye. According to the famous actor, the old saying is true, behind every good man, there's an incredible woman. I owe a huge amount, if not all of my success to Susan. We make a great team. In another interview, he said, whatever I was hungry for when I met Susan, I couldn't have known how much more satisfying what I got would be. Now, Susan's influence and ultimatum was certainly the central element to his recovery. But believe it or not, the straw that broke the camel's back was some nasty tasting fast food. In an interview with Britain's Empire magazine, Downey recounted the very last day that he used drugs in 2003. As he told the story, he was driving a car piled up with, quote, tons of fucking dope, where he pulled over for a burger. He went on, I have to thank Burger King. It was such a disgusting burger that I had ordered. I had that and this big soda, and I thought something really bad was going to happen. He tossed all his drugs into the ocean, and that was it. He never used again. Alongside his wife's support, Downey also credits his sobriety to a combination of 12-step programs, meditation, and martial arts. But above all, he says the most important thing is making the decision to stop. Once you decide that and reach out for help, the rest will follow. His drinking days over, Downey still had a dead acting career to revive. Fortunately for him, his colleague and friend Mel Gibson personally underwrote Downey's liability insurance. That meant that if Downey relapsed again,
again and made a mess of production, Gibson himself would be on the hook for the insurance payout. Talk about having a good friend when you need one. Now, Gibson's intervention allowed Robert to start taking Hollywood roles again, though at pennies compared to what he was previously making. Over the next five years, he collected modest paychecks to appear in films like A Scanner Darkly and Zodiac. In 2008, he agreed to take the lead role in Marvel's Iron Man for a mere $500,000. The movie shattered all box office expectations, grossing close to $600 million worldwide. That same year, he was nominated for a second Academy Award for his role in Tropic Thunder, and the rest was history. He and Susan now have two kids and spend most of their time in their Hamptons mansion, which is, believe it or not, a restored 19th century windmill house. His upcoming comedy, All Star Weekend, will see him star alongside Jamie Foxx. There is no release date as of yet. Hope you enjoyed this video, guys. Like I said, if you want my help, click the link in the description. Have a great day.